Shut up and sit down. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Third Ship Episode 267. And I, of course, have your host, your funky leader, the greatest man who's ever lived. It's me, it's Matt. It's a fantastic show. It's a fantastic day. It's a fantastic life for you and me, and also for my co-host. The light bearer, the light bringer, the light bearer, bringer the Beastmaster, third shift. It's Eric. He's going to start the show like he always does by saying how his week was doing. Here I am. We made it. Another week's arrived. And uh, the only game I've played is Tales of Arise. That's it. That's it. That's all I've done. I've played it. And it's not even that much. But I've played it. We're still marching through. We're at, I don't know, 60-ish hours, everybody. We are now about to go to a... I won't spoil it. We're about to do a whole other thing that... I don't know if it's a big thing or a small thing. We're going to find out. I already did the second part where you thought the ending was there. Then it wasn't the ending. And then I'm on the next part where you think the ending's here. But probably isn't. So who knows? Who knows where we're going but I do dig it. The story is great. The uh, the character interaction, especially right now, is just getting like you know into the nitty gritty. It's really cool. I'm looking forward to seeing like you know how how everybody ends up. You know if if these two lover birds end up together, if they reconcile their differences over here, and just basically it's a good RPG, solid so far. But looking forward to getting there. And I hope that this is the week from now to next week where it gets done. But only time will tell. You guys won't know for a long time. So. You know, surprise sucks to be you. You'll never know. And then the only other thing I've done, you know, I've watched a little Castlevania. I've done a little of this, watched a little bit of that. But what I'm talking about is that old Netflix show that everyone's talking about, Squid Game. You need to be playing that. You need to be watching that. You need to be checking it out. Whatever you got to do. So much fun. I'm on episode eight, I think. Seven. At the end of seven or beginning of eight. I can't remember which. It's definitely got its claws in me. A very insane show just wild just out there i'm sure you've already all heard the premise of it a bunch of people down and out and approached by this dude and he's like hey uh, you know you like little cool funny little silly kids games you want to come play a game with us and if you win you get lots of money so they get all these people into this big old place and then they play games but things go definitely different than what uh, the players were expecting they start to learn about all these people's lives as they're doing these games really cool really fun i'm convinced I just want it to end this way. I just want me and force all my stupid friends, like Matt and all of them, to have to participate in the Squid Game so I can hopefully outlast some of them and watch them end up with the way they go in, in Squid Games. That's what I'm hoping for. It's not going to happen, but it would be fun. It'd be a great way to go. You know, Give us a few more years, though. You know, we got to get through some of our prime time. But you know, as the 67, 70s approach, I think that's what needs to happen. So hopefully... You know, we lose a democracy and we become something else. And then all of a sudden there's like these weird games taking place and arenas and, and all that. And we can get back to some barbaric things. It'd be great. That's been my week, though. That's all, Matt. What about you? It feels like a week where nothing has happened and I didn't do anything. Except we did a big thing, but nobody will notice that until the very next episode. But uh, just tonight, an hour, hour and a half ago, two hours ago, who knows, got out of watching Venom, Let There Be Carnage. And there were some good things in this movie, but you know that old saying, 12 pounds of bologna in a 10-pound bag? That's what this movie felt like the whole time. This movie needed an additional 30 to 60 minutes, so it didn't feel like 
Hey, look, that's happening, that's happening, that's happening, there it is. Hey, you're going to go talk to old Cletus Cassidy. And then it's figured out a thing. Bow. Oh, now he's dead. Oh, boom, now he's carnage. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. All this backstory, all these things, like he gets mad at Eddie for something, but you don't even see that he didn't do that thing. It's very strange. It's just like, bam, 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 bam. It is only 90 minutes, so maybe there's maybe there's like a two-hour or two-and-a-half-hour cut of this, and they just went snip, 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 make it short, make it short, go, 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 go. Because that's what it felt like throughout most of it. And like I said, there's some good stuff in it, like the the backstory sequence, I won't ruin anything, is presented in a really cool way that I really enjoyed, and I went, wow, if they had like some time for this to breathe, or like this theme ran throughout that character's stories and backstory and their ups and downs and things. It would have been so cool, but it wasn't. It was just bam, 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 bam. I don't know. Very strange. Like I said, there's good stuff in it, but it just, the pacing was just all over the place for me. It was very weird. On the video game front this week, just been playing Lost Judgment because that game's phenomenal. It's great. It's a ton of fun. Every single activity is great. I've started opening up the next levels of the school stories in so many more aspects Having an absolute blast with that. And then, of course, I had a great moment, and it made me chuckle, and that's all I needed it to do. I saw on Twitter somebody retweeted that tweet of, like, what do guys put in the notes app from some lady who was like, this is why I put in, and I'm a lady. And people were like, oh, man, here's what guys put in. And I went, here you go. This will make myself laugh, and it did. Quote, retweet, New Japan Pro Wrestling G1 Climax 31 results. Boom, my giant spreadsheet of that. Beautiful, because watching that is the greatest time. And now I think I'm a couple days behind because there's no free time for anything anymore. But I'm going to get back on track of that because, oh, what a beautiful yearly event. Just fantastic. It makes me smile. It, it makes my heart soar and grow three times bigger at the same time. So it's just like it's busting out of my shoulders. I'm like, oh, I'm turning into a weird heart monster, man. Great. And that was it. That's all. It's not a big week except for the thing that we're going to tease later in the episode for the next episode. But that's it for me. Well, while you're doing that, while you're getting ready to tease and prep, let me just tell you about a game that I played that I, well, <laughs> that's a big old lie, that I watched get played, that I've watched and read some of the manga for. All right. Demon Slayer, Kometsu no Yaiba, the Hinokami Chronicles. Don't know if I pronounced that right, but it's a huge title. It's crazy. This is a uh, video game a lot of folks have been looking forward to because if you don't know, Demon Slayer is an amazing manga turned into an anime and the anime is freaking just as good just as amazing i was addicted apparently so have tons of other people been addicted and then of course they announced that they were making this video game which has the story mode but of course also has the the fighting pvp mode and i think that's where most people are getting excited that's where most people want to be However, let me just tell you, of course, it is out as we speak. You can play it right now, PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, and, of course, PC, Xbox, the whole nine, not Switch, though. I've heard that the story mode is cool only because it does follow the manga. It does follow the uh, the main storyline. So your Tanjiro, you find out your family's, of course, been you know slaughtered by this demon. Your sister's been turned into a demon. She's the only one that survived. So you snatch her up and you go on a mission trying to find this demon to make him or her, whatever it is, fix your sister and, of course, get rid of him in the long run. And, of course, on the way, you meet a bunch of people, and they help you along on your adventures. And, of course, your sister Nezuko is with you this entire time. It's really cool. The companions you meet, the uh, the interactions are all fantastic. 
Now, what I hear is that during the gameplay, you basically just encounter the storylines, you go through the plots to do like cutscenes, a lot of really cool stuff. And then in between those, you'll do the PvP battles, which are similar to what you're going to do in the actual PvP. It's like a confined 3D environment and you get to run around, think the Dragon Ball uh, video game and that type of thing. And you're doing all your freaking awesome moves and all your set piece moves and finishers that you have in the actual anime and or manga in those with all the colors and all the cool uh, stuff that goes with it. You know what I'm talking about if you've ever played Demon Slayer. But in the story mode, in between those battles, you'll be just basically following along on the story. And then you'll do like the little mini games that come about. Like when you're at the core, you got to do this one training one where you're blowing into the uh, big bowls. You get to play a little mini game to complete that. And if you don't, you got to redo it and all this other stuff. Your encounters, you talk back and forth between the people. You go on like little side quests. So mini RPG, but not really. It's mostly just a linear story that takes you to the, from one boss fight to the next, to the next, to the next throughout. You do have to play the entire story mode to get all of the characters unlocked for the PvP portion of this, which I think there's like uh, 16-ish characters, something along those lines. So not the biggest roster, but there's enough there, I think. And of course, this is a title. I'm sure they can patch, add characters in, add storyline and DLC to the whole nine yards. Everyone's hoping that it's going to be supported and added on to. I'm interested in checking it out. Probably won't, but I want to watch it just because I love Demon Slayer that much. But I've been out of PvP. I've been out of that whole shtick for quite some time. So to hop back in, especially when I don't have anybody to play with, would be a little weird. So, But if you do love PvP and you do love Demon Slayer, I recommend you definitely check it out. The folks over there at CyberConnect 2 did a great job. And hopefully they learn more from this and make an even better one next time around. Well, here's something. You can't make it better the next time around because it's already super charming and super adorable. I'm talking about Rainbow Billy, The Curse of the Leviathan, which came out last week on the 5th developed by manavoid games published by skybound games this is out for nintendo switch playstation xbox and pc it's out for everything except your phone but you're not going to play it on the phone you're going to want this on the big screen this is a bright colorful beautiful game stop me if you've heard this one before you have a bright colorful world and then a monster comes out and it sucks all the color out of the world and you got to go return the color to the world but also in addition to that when it sucks the color out of the characters, they're lesser selves, but they start focusing on their insecurities and things they're worried about. And so it's your job as Rainbow Billy to go around the world. You sail around kind of, I would think, Wind Waker style, like from island to island. You do a little bit of platforming. You do a little bit of puzzles on an island. And then you find the kind of the big bad of that island. And you don't fight them, but you have some kind of conflict with them. It's like a 2D RPG turn-based kind of stuff, but your only options are to talk and to listen. And so as you listen to this character, you listen to them talk about the problems they're worried about and how, how they're feeling and all this, and that unlocks your ability to talk to them and give certain responses. It's sort of a weird system where as you learn more about them, you unlock these bubbles atop their head that have different shapes, and then you use your companion characters to not attack them, but kind of interact with them to fill those bubbles. Once you've got them all filled up, then you can talk to them and complete the dialogue combat, however you want to think about it. It's kind of interesting in that you don't fight things, you don't attack things, you don't beat things up. You go to this island, you do a little bit of platforming, puzzling, like I said, and then you solve the problems of the character that's living there. Once you've solved that character's problems, they become filled with color again, they're back to their happy, normal self, and they join your party. So now they can come with you and add their unique skills to those of your other characters that you've collected on this big, happy tugboat where you go from island to island 
doing all that good stuff. And I don't know what it is about this game, because when you listen to it, if you're like a, a big, hardcore, tough boy gamer, you're like, ah, oh, making everybody happy, shucks a brew. But when you see it in action, like I always say, it's so charming and colorful and delightful, and all the characters have that really big-eyed, cute art style, almost like Cuphead style, like that old-school animation style. And you're running around sort of Paper Mario style, 2D characters on this beautiful 3D background. There's something about it. It's charming. It's cute. It's non-violent. So if you want to play this with your kids, it's the perfect game for that. Restoring color to the world, solving the problems of all these creatures around the world, bringing happiness and delight and wonderment back to the world. Rainbow Billy, Curse of the Leviathan, it's not a cursed game. It's a, what's what's the, what's the, like, cursed is like a meme thing. What's the opposite of that? It's a, it's a uh, blessed game. It's a blessed game. Yeah, a, ble- a game of blessings, a, a game of, I don't know, joy, not curses, non-curses. <laughs> it, it is a joyful game. Anytime I see it, it just makes me smile. If you want to break from all the blood and the gore and the death and the fighting and the things, Check out Rainbow Billy. It's a fairly short experience, like 10 hours, but you run around with cute characters, solving problems, bringing color back to the world, delightful music, great graphics, just a fun time. Rainbow Billy, you know, can't beat it. Well, let me tell you, Matt, you want to talk about blessings. I know you're excited, as you always are, to give us a blessing today. What is the blessing, and where do we get it? How? I need it. You're right that I'm excited I'm excited to talk about the blessing, but I'm not excited for it because we got shift codes for Golden Keys and Borderlands Game of the Year edition. A game I'll never play because it's too far back. I gotta be I gotta be in pre-sequel or three. That's it. That's all I can do. But it's a fantastic game. So if you're still playing that fantastic game, get your hot little hands on some keys and get yourself some free loot. Get it. Get it and do it. You and then speaking it. of free, oh my god, free, how much free and one of the games I just mentioned. <laughs> Whoa! Borderlands 3 is having its free weekend this weekend. From the 14th, which is now as we're recording this, to the 17th, you can finally get in and play some free Borderlands. The type of stuff we've been talking about forever. How many games have we been sold on on free weekends, Eric? So many games. Mm -hmm. If you haven't been sold on Borderlands 3 yet, get in on it, play it for free, and then instantly buy all the stuff. There's even a special printing of the Super Deluxe and the special editions, hard copies for PS5 and Xbox Series X. Yeah, you want to go crazy, you can get a physical edition, but you got to sign up. (laughs) When you play it for free, you can get hyped, you can go sign up, you can get your physical edition, you can just be waving your hands in the air like a wacky, wavy, inflatable, arm-flailing tube man. Just do it. Mm Mm-hmm, you should just do it. And of course... Ah, speaking of free, speaking of upgrades, speaking of awesome, Borderlands 3 got the doorbusters going right now where your vending machines are going to have a legendary instead of item of the day. That's going on from the 14th, which is now, as you're listening to this, through the 21st. So you want, well, it ain't free, guys. I kind of lied to you a little bit. It ain't free. You're spending gold. You're spending your money. However, let me just tell you, it's free because these are legendaries that are guaranteed sitting right there for you. This doesn't happen every day, Johnny Joe. Let me tell you, since they nerfed the drop rates, I don't see the legendaries I used to see when I get on there and play. So now you actually got to be appreciative of those chances at some of that loot. And here they are, right in your face, right for you to buy. And regardless, your ability to go and see them is free. It's a free upgrade. Mm -hmm. You didn't have to buy the season pass to be able to get this cool thing to make it happen. Boom. Get yourself some legendaries for a week. And then use those legendaries to help the community do a thing. Because Trunt's Bloodied Bloodline Community Carnage event is live right now as we're talking about this. What the heck am I talking about? If you don't know, Borderlands 3 has started community 
challenge events, where if the community gets 500,000 Trant kills, that's Captain Trant, that's General Trant, or Captain Haunt in Heck during the Halloween event, I don't think there's an end date to this yet, but just go in and do it, then you'll get a new head for your Vault Hunters. It's like a Raptodon rider head, it's like a saddled up Raptodon head. It's beautiful, it's wonderful. So get in there, do your part, I'm doing my part. Isn't that what they say? Do you that's want right. to know more? Do your part. Do your part. Now, I think it's every week. I think Maurice is going to have four of these things pop up, and I think every week it's going to shift to the next one, the next one, the next one. And that's what it looked like, but yeah. since they didn't have any didn't details for specify, the next ones, I kind of yeah. went, hey. Just in case. Yeah, I get you. But that's kind of what it looks like and feels like, but maybe it's a little bit shorter. We don't know. All I can tell you right now is Matt talked to me off air, and he says he promises he's going to do 2,500 of those for the community by himself. That's what he said. Mm-hmm. So he's got 2,500 of those kills confirmed. Don't even worry about it, everybody. You're welcome. Third Shifts says you're welcome. It's all done. I'm already all well done. on my way. I got home from the movie, and I was like, what could I do? Could I could I sit here and pick my nose or like eat a eat a delicious Slurpee thing or eat some candy? And I went, no. I'm doing, I'm doing my part. I was standing in line like this, and I looked to the camera, and I went, I'm doing my part. And then the voiceover man said, would you like to know more? And then the little mouse went and clicked, and then I was gone. Then, boop, yeah, out you went. Mm-hmm. God bless. Well, I'm glad you're doing your part. I'll do my part too, Matt. You know, I might even just help do your part, you know, to help you get to that number. Because I don't want to promise any numbers because, you know, you already promised such a good number. I don't, I, don't, I feel like that's, that's something. You know what I mean? I, I don't want to go there. And see, I think this is another indicator that not only do they listen to the show, not only do they know all about us, but they, they watch our Borderlands 3 logs. Because the last time we played, it was the revenge of the cart, the revengeance of revengeance. the cartels, the re revengeance, mm-hmm. whatever. And where did we go? We went to Athena's, and who did we stumble upon? We stumbled upon Captain Tron, and we killed him. And they went, "Hey, that's a great idea for a community challenge. Thanks, boys." From their little hack bunker where they were mm-hmm. watching our streams and listening to our private chat that we thought was private, but it was really wasn't. So I'm sorry for all the horrible things that Eric said. Mostly me, but, but they did it, and they went. <laughs> Third shift has inspired this change. They did it. We did it. You're welcome, folks. God, you know we do such good work, man. Uh, you know. Kudos to you. I'd, I'd pat you on the back if I was there with you right now. But, I'll pat you myself. Know, pat yourself. You pat yourself. All right. Thank you, man. Yeah, get it. Feels you good. Know, I just uh-huh. feel, it does feel good. You know, I just might I might do that a little bit more. Just hey, good job. Good do job. Do both sides too. Both <laughs> yeah. sides. Oh, yeah. Get that there stretch on. You know. Get that other one. There we go. Good no, the other it. way though. What oh, are you I, doing? You can't, I don't know. No. When you're left-handed, it's hard to do things, Matt. Okay. <laughs> Your brain doesn't work right. What do you want from me? <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't work right. Oh, oh, oh. oh Jeez, oh Pete's man. <laughs> Since we're on a free theme, I thought I'd go ahead and throw this one out too. Earlier today, I was just perusing around, and then I saw, hey, you know, do you like your VR experiences? And I was like, yeah, I do. You know, I haven't got to do too much. I get a little sick when I play. I gotta have a fan on and get to play, but I still love it. You know, I still enjoy the hell out of it. And Sony, everybody, why, why? No, when you when you got the fan on, it blows and it, it kind of like feels like you're moving. So it kind of it's it makes it a little that's, bit better. That's what I was thinking. I was like, are you playing like motorboat racing game? You're like a, a speedboat. I gotta have the the wind through my hair, so I feel like I'm really going zoom. I don't know. It just helps. You know, I was it was a tip. It was a trick that uh, somebody somewhere said to do if you get a little sick when you play those games, and it helps, but it doesn't help a lot. Because it is like you're moving somewhat forward. Mm-hmm. It's like 
something's passing past you. Yeah, your body feels like something's happening. So when you're all flying around or moving around in this world, it helps. It just helps. But it doesn't help enough because, ladies and gentlemen, I only can play for like a half hour or so. And then I'm like, nope, any more than this, and I'm going to start to be not great. So got to hop out. Still just picture Wipeout VR. I'm up to 200 miles an hour. Got to turn it up to high. (laughs) Yeah, there we go. Oh, I slowed down. Turn it down a little. I'm getting Perfect. them turbines. I'm buying them double turbines, man. You know, just you can't hear nothing in my house. Just freaking the kids are flying. Picture that supersized box fan, and you sitting like when you used to do the Darth Vader voice into the fan. You're like that close to it. Oh yeah, with your big VR headset. VR, on. VR headset tapping oh, the cage. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, That's exactly. It. That's how I survive. That's how I play. But either way, Sony was like, "We want to get on the free bandwagon too, Matt. We want to do this for you." And they announced that coming this November, coming up, we get all sorts of freaking awesome games on the PlayStation VR to celebrate, you know, it's some whatever year, I don't know. Doesn't really matter. I was only concerned with the free games, which is, of course, what you all are concerned with. So don't act like you want to know why. But we are getting in North America the Rec Room, Beat Saber, Elder Scrolls V, Skyrim VR, Job Simulator, and Firewall Zero Hour. (whistles) Bada bing, bada boom. That's what you get. Just free. You just pop in your VR and get on the old PlayStation 4. Click, 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 click. Download, 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 download. They're free for you. I already own a couple of those titles. But, hey, I'll be glad to get Elder Scrolls because I don't have that one. And now I can walk around and get abducted by the werewolf or whatever in that, too. It'll be great. You'll have to do that one, like, in front of the freezer. You'll open yeah. up the freezer as open you up, walk through Skyrim. Just... <laughs> and you, get, you get the little breeze because the cool air comes mm-hmm. down. People are like, ah, oh, I'm here in Skyrim doing my, my Nordic impression. I don't know the voices don't in Skyrim. Worry. You won't get sick from this. This is fine. I'll have my Perfect, daughter yeah. put some grass in, up in front of my face so I smell grass when I'm outside. And I'm like, oh, I'm outside walking. Hmm, smells of grass. This is wonderful. Out in the country, you'll find patches of wolf hair. It's like, are you a werewolf yet, Daddy? Yes. And she'll like rub it underneath you. There you go. All that musky scent. Yeah. 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 Perfect. This is working out. I'm liking where this is going. I'm excited to play it now. Now I just got to collect all these items. And man, I wonder what dragons smell like. Sulfur, probably, maybe. I think it's a now myth. Picture, now picture all these custom <laughs> VR setups. I'm doing that BMX VR racing game. Splash some mud some on me, mud on me. <laughs> <laughs> ridiculous. Daddy can keep playing. It's fine. It's going to be great. <laughs> oh, goodness. But, yeah, I just thought we'd throw that out there, letting you know, on top of all your usual free games you're going to get from PlayStation for the next month, which, by the way, this is. I'm glad they did this because it's really stepped up their game because it was something I was going to talk to you before about. I feel like the last few months have just been kind of meh. I mean, the games haven't been terrible, but they're either ones I've had or just ones yeah, I just had no interest in. So for me personally, I'm, I feel like this is a nice, oh, okay, yeah, there, there is value in, in this. I'm getting some cool stuff. I feel like I agree with that in general, although... Over the past, sometime over the past three months, did they have like Hitman Two, like the whole yes, the deals, they did. all the stuff for that. So that that one was one that stood out for me, mm-hmm. even though I haven't had time to play it. But it was one of those moments where I was like, okay, here's a game that I'm super interested in. This one's for me. And then they had Plague Tale, which by all accounts is fantastic, but isn't for me. No, it's too much for me. So yeah, I feel you on that, and I'm glad they've gotten back to you know releasing some VR games for free because I know they have done a few just in the you know, the PlayStation Plus games over, not when it first started, but when I first paid attention to it and PSVR came around, there were a couple 
They did, yeah, sporadically. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's good to know that, you know, I can still add them to my library. And then somewhere down the line, when the PS5 version of PSVR mm-hmm. comes out, I can finally load it up and have things to play. Play some of the older ones. And I imagine, I can't imagine a world where the older ones won't be compatible with the VR headset too when it comes out, which they are actively working on currently. It's going to be uh, better graphics modified, only one chord instead of the many chords. So a lot of supposedly improvements. We aren't going to use the dumb move controllers anymore. They're actually going to have real awesome controllers that are meant for playing these VR experiences. And no NSA camera to watch the controllers. Yeah, it will actually be. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So it's gonna be way better, way higher functioning. I can't wait. Now, here's the deal. And I was gonna ask this too. And I'm glad they added this. And I hope it goes forward because a lot of people brought brought this up. You know, it's been kind of like a whole shtick talking point, Matt. And I don't know if you agree, but they should have done this from the word go, as you said. Well, kind of, because they started dropping all the older games back in the day, and then it got to the point where, because they did Vita games for a bit, they were yep. doing the PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, all that good stuff, and then they dropped all that, and then it just became like you were just getting like two games, basically that was it. And it used to be, you were getting five or six a month, you know, when you went through all the different stuff they were throwing out there. Yeah, true. Yeah. And it boggled my mind at the time why they didn't replace that with VR games, one VR game a month. Or if they didn't want to that month, just boost it with an extra game for, you know, the PlayStation 4 or 5 or whatever. Now, to be fair, every time I go in and grab my stuff, there is like a bonus game that's never on their like release tweet because they always show, hey, these are the three free games this month. And anytime I go in to collect my free games, there's always a bonus one sitting around. So I don't know if they do like a sub backup tweet where they have instead of on the first through the first, it's these. Maybe it's the 15th through the 15th is the bonus ones. I don't know. But anytime I go in there, there's always a surprise. And I'm like, oh, why are they stealth doing this instead of, like you said, hey, look, here's your four games for the month or your five or your six, whatever the mm-hmm. rotation happens to be. I've noticed that there's occasionally been like a bonus in there, but I've yeah. also, I don't get them as much as maybe you do or because like you said, maybe it's a... A time or date thing because, yeah. you know, if that's the case, that sucks for me because I've missed out on quite a few games because I, I am generally pretty good at it. As soon as they announce the new games and the date, I usually go in and just grab them up and then I go about my business. And that's what makes me think that maybe it is like an off like or like a mid-month thing because I'm uh-huh. usually like last second Jones because I see it first thing and I go, oh, those will be cool. And then I just sit around doing whatever. And then when I boot up my PS5, it says, hey, don't forget your monthly games. And that's when I see that mystery fourth one. So maybe it's a weird back-end bonus thing. I don't know. Who knows? All right. We're going to have to do some research on that one because, yeah, you know, I don't want to be missing any bonus games, man. I like having all the games I'm never going to play I can in my library. I was just going to say that. <laughs> I hate missing out on those free games that I'm also never going to play because I haven't ever played them either. But they just sit there, and I'm like, I need some random game to play. Not you, not you, not you, not you, not you, not you. That one, okay. Yeah, I do the same exact thing. Yeah, it's wonderful. It's the best. (laughs) But it always makes me feel good because, as we've talked about before, you know, like, if something ever goes wrong, something ever happens, I know I've got 50 to 100 games just sitting there that I can get through before uh, I got to worry about playing games again. Once I finally get pushed over the edge and I go, I'm not spending any more money on games. Now I'll have 600 to play instead of 150. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Perfect. Um, and then, of course, speaking of getting pushed to it, speaking of not having time, we, we should have brought this up last week. It's kind of old news now. But 
I just want to toss it around, you know, and I'd love to get the feedback of anybody listening to the podcast because Ubisoft Montreal said, hey, you know what? The model we've got isn't working. We're going to four-day work weeks, 32 hours or 32.5 or something like that. Uh, we feel that uh, we can just cut out a lot of uh, needless meetings, things like that, and just shed shed the, the fat and really get down to when we're working in office or doing whatever. It's real work. It's really happening. And other than that, give, the, give people, give their employees that extra time to rest, that extra time with family, with friends, so that when they come back to work, they're refreshed. They want to be where they're at. They're ready to rock and roll. They're ready to go. And they think that overall their productivity is actually going to go up instead of down, even though they're cutting hours worked. I agree. I agree 100% that this is going to be the case, that they are going to see a uptick in productivity and the happiness of their employees, obviously, is going to be way up there. Uh, they also said that they don't think this is going to delay games, you know, that they'll still put out games at the same, r- roughly the same speeds, because, like I said, the productivity will be up. They'll be doing things, you know, instead of just meetings and screwing around. And then they said even if it did go down a bit, they're fine with that because the well-being and happiness of their employees is important to them. I just overall thought this was freaking amazing. And it's something here in the U.S. that just is never done. It's just not done. We just don't even do it. It's not even registering our brains. Even when I was talking with you, Matt, about it, one time you were like, yeah, it'd be really cool. But, like, how about we just do, like, a like a 40-hour work week, but that's it, period. Like, you were even just like, just no overtime, no 10 minutes over, just a real 40-hour work. And I'm like, God, it's so sad that we're just like, how about just a 40-hour work week? That'd just be great, you know, like a solid one with no people asking me to work extra, nothing else. And I go, no, we need to be at what Ubisoft is doing. That's not what I meant. Like, I, I just mean that, you know, especially in the video game industry, in the business, everybody works so much overtime. Mm-hmm. There's so much crunch. Everybody's working the weekend. You're working, you know, a 60-hour work week to do this thing. If companies could just say, look, 40 hours, that's it. No nothing, no this, no that, blah, blah, blah. I think that would solve a lot of those issues. But... If I could work 32 hours for the same amount of pay, because that's literally, yeah, I, that's I the looked other it thing. up. Yep. Mm-hmm. I, I, I literally looked it up. I didn't want us to be, you know, like Wrong. like our four-day work week became of like 10 and a half hours every day, which was miserable. They're literally going from 40 hours to 32, and keeping the same, the same pays and everything, mm-hmm. salaries, this and that. What a wonderful world. What a magical world. I need to go work for IDOS Montreal, essentially. Did I screw that up? Is it Eidos? Yeah, it's Eidos. My bad. Oh, my God. Correction. I typed it in. I was like, why isn't Ubisoft Montreal coming up with anything? Oh, it's Eidos. You're right. Yeah, it's My Eidos. brain went, no, it's Eidos. And then it all came up. But what a wonderful thing. I mean, like you said, from a worker's perspective, that's nothing but good. It's wonderful because, like you said, free time, no burnout. If I had to work four days a week, I can work the worst job in the world for 32 hours a week. Oh, yeah. Because no I have all those other hours outside of there. I have three whole days to decompress and forget about it and then head back in for four. I can't even imagine it because my four-day work week that I was on was too long and it was miserable and I didn't like it because it was the same amount of hours just compressed into four days. Do you think this will catch on? I mean, like, do you think we'll see some of the other really progressive studios out there start catching on to this? And then maybe a lot of other jobs besides video game companies, maybe in California to start with, probably, you know, not over here. Obviously, in old boring Michigan, you ain't going to see that right away. But 
do you think it'll catch on? Do you think that this might be something for America, something for the United States to get into? Maybe the whole rest of the world for that matter, you know. But obviously I care about us because I live here, so. I think in cool places that have cool jobs for cool companies, like you said, tech world, Silicon Valley, that kind of stuff, that's where it can catch on. Mm -hmm. But you'll have a rotating team. Like these team members will all work four days, but Bob will work Monday through Thursday. Mm -hmm. Pete will work Tuesday to Friday. So the studio's moving and grinding. Exactly. All the days, all the time. It's just you're in the different shifts, so you'll still get your lesser hours, but... That that's yeah, America would do that for sure. If if anything, if at all. And I think that's the only way you could get America to do it because I'm gonna I'm gonna use quotes here so you don't think it's just me saying it. People have to work all the time around the clock, or else my business will fall apart if nobody's here or all a single won't time. Won't make us money. So yeah, yeah you, would Jackson ever do it? No. Well, I mean, technically, they have to be open five days a week. If the stock market's open, you got to be open. So that opens up a whole other can of worms. But, of course, if you do the shifts... If you do the rotating teams, yeah, you can get away with it. Yeah, I think that comes into play in years and years and years and years. This might become a thing. If enough companies do it, especially if it leaks outside of the tech, you know, gaming industry, and any of the main, you know, just uh, any of the big corporations, etc., people will start losing employees. Because they're gonna start, they're gonna start migrating to any kind of job. Period that has that sort of system. Like the second I see a quality dairy has four day work week, I don't care. I'm out. I'm out. I'm gonna work at quality dairy four days a week. You know what I mean? I don't. My only concern with that is, again, based on a thinking of it, how a corporation would do it. Side, if I work Monday to Thursday and you work Tuesday to Friday, then on Monday and Friday. You and I are getting hammered with double work because, well, we had to do it. Uh, we only have half the people here. I feel like corporations will screw this up. But if you work for a Google, an Apple, like a, a, a cool tech company or something like that, it, it 100% will work and you can find a way around it and you can do the cool things. Yeah, I, I really hope so. It's definitely something to watch, I think, well, once they've got it all rocking and rolling. And then just pay attention, listen up to see if we start hearing anybody else pick this up and see if it gains any traction or if it just sits there with Idos Montreal and goes absolutely nowhere and they just maintain their happiness and peace of mind and the rest of the world keeps suffering, working more than they have any free time in the world. You know, it's a wonderful balance that we've always talked about. <laughs> we'll have to see what Gearbox does because now they have the new Montreal studio opening up. Oh, so yeah, right across the street. If you, you can know? literally just tiptoe on over the street and go, oh, well, Billy doesn't have to work Fridays ever. Yeah. Gosh. Gee, Willikers. Uh, I, I got the skill sets to work here. Let's, uh, mm-hmm. let's get on board with this. You know, So you're right. Gearbox may be one of the first ones we see adopt Maybe something so. like this. Hey, here's hoping. You know, you guys over there, you deserve it. We're advocates for you. If you need us to talk to Randy, just uh, hit us up in the DMs. We'll definitely do that for you. Definitely let us know and let him know to get a hold of us. Mm-hmm. That's how we. That's that's how. It yeah, works. he's got to get both my of DMs. Us know. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. Me and Matt just get a hold of us. Slide right into our DMs. Open it up for you know. Get hey. Open up the floodgate for us. Get us in there. My DMs are wide open. Anytime wide open. Randy wants a chat, I'm right here for him. You know. That's right. We got this. We got this. <laughs> And then last today, Matt, it's going to be a shorter show, but the Halloween, the spooks have started, my friend. 
all no, the games. No, don't, don't, no. All right, I'm, I'm jumping no, no, on no. you right away. Don't, don't tell me Halloween spooks have started because all last week all you did was go, man, Halloween's over. We're driving up to the campground. Hey. Man, man, why do they have their Halloween I was stuff confused. out? Halloween's over. Halloween. Halloween's never going to happen ever again. <laughs> Pack that stuff away. It ain't Halloween time. Don't you give me that Halloween spookiness here. I was confused. I already did Halloween with the family. It messes my brain up. I think the ho- as I told you, I think the Halloween candy. I can't understand why it's not clearanced yet. Why the turkey stuff ain't out in Christmas? I don't know. But now, as the weeks go by, I'm my brain. My brain's finally going. Whoa, 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 whoa! Back up. Okay. Now we're in the spooky season for real, Eric. Relax. You jump the gun like you do every year with the family. Come back to reality. Here it is. This is it. So what's going to happen is as soon as you get that turkey gift certificate from the company, you're going to be like, turkey, slam. You're going to slam the frozen turkey down on the table like, it's Thanksgiving tomorrow, everybody. And they'll go, no, watch out, daddy. It was just Halloween. What are you doing? No. Uh, Get the Christmas lights out, kids. Woo. Let's do it. (laughs) (laughs) So, yes, but all the spooks are out now, okay? You got every game under the sun. You're talking uh, Overwatch. You're talking Fortnite, Rocket League. Uh, every last one of them has their spectacular stuff going on right now. It's all starting up. Is there any of it at all, Matt, that you play that you're ever interested in? I mean, I know me and you do the Overwatch stuff, but is there anything you ever do on your own? You now, Destiny's got theirs going now, or is that something you just never touch? The only one that I play every single time is the Halloween event in Overwatch, which really kind of sucks i don't really like it that much but the skins are always cool so we'll definitely be jumping in that or we will individually at some point and try and get that done but i'm trying to think if there's any Any halloween type stuff yeah like alan wake you know (sighs) don't that's out just a reminder that's out right now man new game (laughs) stuff i can't deal with it anymore But there's not a traditional Halloween game that I play, or what was it, two years ago when I did the uh, Friday Night Frights? That was Alien Isolation all that month. That was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, I got it. Hey, I'm going to play Inscription. That's spooky as f***. You're I'm right. I'm definitely going to be doing perfect. that. That's actually freaking phenomenal. That's a perfect choice right there. That's a. I just got the, uh, I just got the free demo the other night, mm-hmm. and I played it for a few seconds, but I was exhausted and you know went to bed, but... I can't wait to hop back on and play through the whole demo Uh because I got my butt kicked because, like I said, I was just tired laying there. And it was like I was playing squirrels and I was trying to figure out, you know, how to how to make that work out to keep everything and get Uh your your wolf out and then the weird turtle and I think the turtle's useless, but whatever. And I was I got killed. So turtles okay. One thing I gotta say as super props for that game, I am the master of manipulating things and getting things just right so that the cycle I can just barely start hanging on or squeaking out damage. One thing I love so much in that demo is that if you get to that point where like, you know, you are steadily regening your health and they can't kill you and you're doing like one damage per turn to the enemy character on the other side of the board, he will literally go, okay, here, I forfeit this round. And he gives you the option of taking a token from him of winning. And I'm like, that's beautiful. Because that saves so much time. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, as much as I love my little, like, set up a turtle squad with one little stinger that goes poke, 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 
as much fun as that is, it's awesome to not have to sit through it. And he knows that you know what you're doing. And he just goes, okay, here, you can take this and win right now if you want to. Yeah. Beautiful. Wonderful. I just had to gush about it because you talking about it made me think about that and how many times I did that in the course of that demo. Beautiful. Wonderful. God bless. I feel like an idiot because, yeah, I got to play it, like I said, again because, man, I got in there. I, I beat him the first round or two, and then I just got my butt kicked. And I went, okay. Now I'm not ready for this right now. I need to go to bed. <laughs> but it was definitely cool. The uh, the theme and how everything was going on and just moving around the room and stuff. I'm definitely down. That is a perfect Halloween game and it's right up your alley. Oh man, I'm jealous because that's great. Because I mean, the only spooky game I, I typically play is, you know, I go through Destiny's uh, stuff. Destiny's got it. And don't get me wrong, the Festival of Loss is really cool. It's a lot of fun. They change it up every year, but it's it's fun for a while, but then it gets to the point where if you really want the good, the good, you know, the good goods, you gotta grind. You know, you gotta get in there every day, and you gotta do that haunted forest. You gotta do the uh, the events from uh, what's your face in the tower there, and and keep going. So half the time I do, half the time I don't. But that's the only one I really go back to anymore, like all the time. Yeah, and I mean, other than Overwatch, which we just mentioned, well, I mean, we've done Borderlands three, the Halloween event, yeah. every single year so far, and that's something that even. I go do like one extra time on top of, you know, if we do or don't do it, uh-huh. I always make sure I do that. But it, it just feels weird to not have, after playing through Borderlands 2 so many times and doing those events like three to four times over, it feels weird to not have a, like, every Halloween I'm doing this or every Thanksgiving time I'm doing this. I had a little tradition of doing the Saints Row 4 Christmas DLC every single year. I think uh-huh. I did it three times. And that's phenomenal and wonderful. But now we're two console generations away from that, so it's just it's just it's just gone really. I guess I should bring it back, but I don't really have many gaming traditions anymore. What about you? I'm in the same boat as I feel like they're falling off because as you all know and have heard through the years, I used to do like World of Warcraft religiously. Every holiday I was in, on board, I'd do all the things, get all the, the events and the items, whatever it was for that particular year. I got them, I did it. I haven't done that in years. Sporadically, I have. Like, I'll be like, oh, you know what? I'll do the Christmas, and I'll get out and do that. But it has not been a thing I've always done as I used to. And like you said, Overwatch was one me and you did just, boom, ever since we started playing religiously. We were on, we were rocking it out for weeks, having fun, getting the items, doing the stuff. We always ended up with at least one or two of you know, the rare legendaries for that particular event. Every time, period. That fell off. That's all gone. And I'm like, man. I used to, and this is the whole reason I brought it up in the first place. I loved the themed events and like Borderlands 2. We did that every year. It was just boom, what we did. And we still do, but it's not with that same fervor. Right. You know, it's not like, oh, no, no, you know what time it is. All right. Mm-hmm. No, we just do it because that's what we've always done. And it's fun, but none of it's hitting like it used to anymore for me. I feel like I'm kind of like, yeah, drifting away and it sucks and I don't want to. Because I love the holidays, especially Halloween. I'm probably misremembering things because I remember some of those headhunter events in Borderlands 2 were pretty short. Mm-hmm. But I feel like the majority of them were at least not like long, but fairly long for headhunter events. And I feel like the 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 holiday stuff here in Borderlands 3 is pretty quick. Oh, it was like minutes. I mean, yeah. especially like once you have enough X to go into the realm, mm-hmm. then it's just run through and bim, bam, boom. Maybe it's just because we're so badass and I got my OPQ system and we're doing our stuff, but you know. It's definitely a time thing because even the Halloween event, we when we pumped it up to like difficult, it would take back in the day for Borderlands 2, you know, it would take a while. Mm-hmm. You'd at least get a solid hour 
of doing it. And we had like what two or three like sub bosses or like the the super tough version of the boss, mm-hmm. like the big fire dude that came out that one time that we yeah, finally bonus boss successfully and... did. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that that was a thing. And then this time around, like you said, we just from Rory's go kill or collect something, fifty or something, you hop in and it's basically about a ten minute event. Mm-hmm. And then, boom, you're done. So it just feels weird because you're like, all right, it's the Halloween event time. Let's roll. And then you're like, and and 17, 18 minutes later, you're like, sweet, we got it. All right. I was going to say, it used to take us all night drinking and having fun, or at least like 66% of the night. Mm -hmm. And now it's like, oh, well, we're not really getting going yet. And you want to do it again? I mean, we can. Eh, Let's go play whatever. Yeah. So maybe we got to start hybriding it or something. Maybe, like you said, let's not drop it, but figure out, do that, and then immediately jump into, like, the Overwatch Halloween event or just tying a couple Halloween events together. Like, you know, because as, as the topic was, is there's a million of them. PUBG's got them. Minecraft's got theirs. Um, freaking Call of Duty. Everybody. Everybody's doing these Halloween events now. And I wish they would take it even further and start doing Thanksgiving events, Christmas events. I want all the holidays to be in all the games. I loved it. I miss it. I wanted it to be a thing, and I need to get back on it and make it a thing so that way they know the numbers are there and people want it. You know what I mean? It's good stuff. And I'm trying to think if League of Legends did specific events or if it was just... I mean, they had holiday skins for a lot of the characters, but you could get those anytime. But I don't. I can't remember if they like reskinned the map a little bit because I played that forever. I'm mm-hmm. 100% sure they had to have done that, but... It, the memories are so faded now. It's like World of Warcraft where, yeah, I could go do that, but I just never do. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So it's just something we need to work on. We need to get back into You're You're fortunate because you're falling right into a brand new spooky game. So mm-hmm. hopefully that'll give you that nice Halloween vibe while you're chilling and having a good time. And then it'll, it'll lift the spirits, man. Get us in that Halloween mood. Get us ready to go out there and tackle those demons and, and dark spirits. So what about you out there in podcast listener land? What's your Halloween gaming tradition? Do you have one? Are you going to start one? Do you contribute to an existing thing? Is just one Halloween game enough for you? Or do you got to play all of them? Let us know via the email, thirdshiftme at gmail.com, on the Twitter machine at thirdshiftme, and find us on Facebook under Third Shift. Yeah! Mm-mm-mm. You can find us in all those wonderful places. You can also find us on the old Patreon. It's like a little tip jar or a candy bag. You know, you got a little spare change, some extra candy in the form of money. Go on over there and throw it in. Hey, we did a good job. You like what you hear. You know you do. Whoop, a buck for you, a buck for you, five bucks for you, a million bucks. And me and freaking Matt start a food line. I I can't stress this enough. We're going to change our lives. The whole world's going to change. You get to be a part of it. Now, let me tell you, when we start that food line, I'm not doing Halloween decorations, no events, no nothing. It's going to be generic food line all the time. People are like, are you going to put out pumpkins and have specials on pumpkins? And I'm like, no, no Halloween events for you because you didn't respond to our call out on the podcast. That's suckers. Right. You need to give me feedback and then tell me about that stuff. And then I'll go, okay, I'll put out one jack-o'-lantern. We'll be, we'll be super corporate. We'll have like one pumpkin, but it won't be carved cause yeah, because scary faces are scary. Yeah, scary might have a, there's a phobia for scary things I'm sure out there. And then boom, we would, we would get in trouble for that. <laughs> Wait a minute. A phobia of scary things is literally just <laughs> itself. That's, that's, you can't, no. Scarephobia. I'm, 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 I'm scared, scared of phobia. phobia. <laughs> I'm scared of being scared. I'm scared of being scared. If you scare me, I have a super scared response to it. It's a phobia. Okay? It's not just a regular scare, man. It's a super scare. And that's not good. You know, the heart can't take it. 
and the heart can't take. Scaredophobia is now the name of the episode. (laughs) Oh, goodness. So, as I was saying, all those things could be true. They could all happen. And it's all up to you, the wonderful listeners, the folks out there who keep us going, keep us motivated. Hey, and if you can only listen to the show, as you have done, that's also fantastic. Because... It makes us feel special inside so we don't get scared at that uncarved pumpkin and claim that pumpkins can't be put in stores either because pumpkins inherently are scary. So, hey, it's all on you. It's all on the people listening. All of it. And you said something about a surprise that I was going to segue into with <laughs> plug for the next episode, but now it's gone too far. I don't even remember what you said. But man, what you should do is listen to our very next episode, not just because you love us, not just because you want to support the show, not just because you love what we're doing and we're the amazingest people that you ever known on the planet, but because the next episode has a very special guest, our buddy Jim Ferranda, who makes us feel special whenever he comes on. He's going to be back on the very next episode, so make sure you tune in on iTunes, on Stitcher, on Podbean, on Spotify, and on YouTube to hear his glorious voice, hear his awesome stories, hear him hanging out with us and just having a blast. So just check it out. You know you got to do it. And hey, as I always say, if you like what we're doing, you'd like to help us out, please give us a like, a rating, a review, a comment, a subscription, any kind of good thing on any one of those good services because it does help us out and we really do appreciate it. Even Jim appreciates it. Don't you, Jim? Yeah, yeah. My God, that's freaking magic right there. And you know what else is magic? Them five-star ratings that help us move up to the five-star world that helps us move up. And someday we will be stars, five stars indeed. But that's up to you, everybody. You got to give them to us. You got to give them to us. And you're not. So, you know, that's on you. Did you just say we're going to become five stars? That'll ne- that never happens. <laughs> what are you talking about? You dirty, damn dirty liar. Eric. Don't lie to the people. <laughs> hey, you know, what can ha- anything can happen in the spooky month, man. It's a spooky month. Spooky things could happen. We could become five stars. How that happens means we're probably dead, Matt. You got eaten by a squid. A ghost and pushed I, me I got, off the boat. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> this could happen. It's a spooky month. We'll be five-star stories someday. Hopefully not this month, but just saying. After we all die in the squid game, then we'll, then we'll become five stars. We'll have no choice. I can't wait for that day. I hope I hope I can make that happen for us all, Matt. I want us to play the squid game. Now, see, here's what I don't get. Why didn't you say like people from work playing the squid game? Why has no, it got to be your friends? I want it to be you guys. And I want you, you all can come with me. I want us all to go. Now, see, what I'm going to do is I'm going to be the, I'm going to be the observer person <laughs> pushing the buttons. I'm going to be the guys from Cabin in the Woods. See, mm-hmm. they still got eaten, but yeah. we were at least like pulling the, pulling you the train. You thought you were pulling the, the train, you were pulling the chain for a bit. You know, you were pull, pull, pulling the I train. I won a hundred you know? bucks because the hobo has got Steve. So, I mean. That's true. You did. You, and for a little bit, you were happy. Yeah, that's I right. died with you money in my happy. pocket. That's that's what's important. That's what that's what American life has taught me. All right, we got to wrap the show. There's too much. We're going too far. I'm going to go so far off the deep end. It's going to be ridiculous. So without further ado, there's nothing else to say. But don't forget to say. Shut up and sit down.